Hey guys, Skip here again. Another episode of The Music Life. I hope all is well with you and your musical life. I want to start a little project here, uh, and I may not do them immediately, but every once in a while I want to talk about a certain decade in music. And I want to start with the decade of the 1950s. Uh, I want to start with that because uh, that's my frame of reference. What I really want to try to stay away from here, folks, is me talking about crap I don't know. You know, my frame of reference for music is rock and roll, and rock and roll uh, is easily traced to the mid-1950s, early 1950s. So if you want a podcast on jazz in 1895, you are not going to get it from me because it's not my... It's not my ballpark. It's not what I understand. Nothing wrong with that music. Uh, Jazz is a very powerful thing. Uh, But I'm going to try to stick with what I know so I don't look like, sound like a fool. Uh, The 1950s was a very unique uh, time in American history as it was the decade immediately following the end of World War II. And World War II changed the psyche of our nation. It changed the psyche of the world, really. Uh, The the greatest disaster that ever befell humankind, uh, I think uh, it could be said that World War II was that, was that greatest disaster. And, And out of that came a very visceral sort of reaction. And there always seems to be a, a plus and minus, a yin and yang going on through the 1950s. Um, for example, the 1950s is an incredibly prosperous time when people took uh, their GI Bill uh, and they went to college or, and bought houses. And at the same time, we began to see the civil rights movement come to the to the forefront of our society. Uh, you know, it's just a decade full of those contradictions. The people in the United States after World War II live in the strongest, militarily strongest country, and yet they're frightened to death by the fact that an atomic bomb from Russia may come. And although I'm not old enough, you know, I was born in 1965, I'm getting old, but I'm not old enough to remember the 50s, I do remember seeing fallout shelter signs, you know, and wondering what in the heck. So you have a, a decade where the these two very odd things seem to live together the whole time. And I think that that really did serve to be the soil for, for rock and roll. I really do believe that. I believe people had the freedom to uh, explore new expressions of art, and at the same time, they were terrified that they could die at any minute. And what came out of that was this sort of mix of rebellion and frustration, uh, but you also had platforms to express yourself. And so people like Sam Phillips of Sun Records went out of his way to find a place where he could take black R&B and country music and put it together. So there was a sense of great freedom, great expression, but there's also uh, the thing that went with that was great fear. 
great fear of, of the failures of our society, great fear of atomic bombs from Russia, etc., etc. And so we launch into the 1950s with this sense, I think, of exploration, with the sense that there is something new coming, holding on to the old, certainly. But certainly, I think between 50 and 56, there was a lot of room to, to explore. There was a lot of room, a lot, certainly a lot more room than our society had ever seen before as far as people expressing themselves through art. And you begin to see this sort of punk rock thing happen, you know, this sort of anti-establishment thing. You see people like Little Richard. I mean, my goodness, right? Little Richard, how punk can you get? Little Richard in the mid-50s. I mean, that is, you know, that's good stuff. We see that people are beginning to consume this blending of music. People are beginning to consume it and even rebel at times. Uh, there are famous pictures of riots happening at Bill Haley and the Comets uh, concerts. And people beginning to recoil and blame rock and roll for the societal issues. You know, it's absurd. It's ridiculous. But it, everyone needs a scapegoat, right? So we're going to blame rock and roll for this societal issue or that. Completely ridiculous. And unfortunately, by the late 50s, by the time we've had the Sun Records experience, by the time we've been exposed to the Little Richard uh, type of performances in the 50s, the society slams on the brakes. And they, they just don't allow it anymore. We see that Elvis gets sent off to the army. We see Chuck Berry get arrested. We see the society begin to put the brakes on freedom of expression because they're afraid of what's going to come from it. They're afraid of uh, the transition that our society is making and that they're hearing in the music. And, you know, the 50s will begin with great promise, great prosperity, also great fear. Uh, people will begin to listen to rock music, will begin to explore sort of the deeper nuances of music. By 1956, you know, Elvis is returning to Tupelo, the great champion. Uh, 57, things are really in high gear, and then the brakes are slammed. And Elvis goes to the army. Buddy Holly uh, dies uh, in the late 50s. Um, 59, I believe it was. And we sort of end the decade with this sort of shallowing of, of things. Uh, a decade that began with uh, the opportunity for great expression in music that in the middle of the decade did begin to show real uh, expression of different kinds of music, of, of different ways of thinking about music. And then we see the society put the brakes on as it usually does. 
And so, folks, we will see. We will see that um, there's going to be a little dry spell here. Starting in about 1959 up until about 1963, we're going to see that uh, society takes music and kind of puts it back in its own boundaries. But here's the thing you need to remember about music. It will never stay in those boundaries. It will always call us to the next place, to the more um, rebellious place, as it should, to the more intellectual place. Music just has that power. So, you know, that's my understanding of the 50s, that it is a... Uh, the, the soil for rock and roll has everything to do with the mindset of people after World War II, the mindset of prosperity, but also the mindset of great fear because of the Cold War and because of the Civil Rights Movement. And these things came together to create a soil that could grow a music called rock and roll. But, but by the late 50s, we see the powers that be in our country found it too rebellious, and began to water it down. So I'll do one on the 60s, um, you know, just talking generally about why certain kinds of music comes from certain decades. Uh, you know, the 50s rock and roll came from that decade because we were ready for it. Right after the war, ready to express ourselves as a country, ready to seek new ways of melding R&B and country music together. It became popular, and it was a little too much for our society. And we will end the 50s with, you know, the day the music died. We will end the 50s with a, a really watered-down version of, of things. And so stay tuned, folks, because we're going to look at the 60s next. And I do thank you for your time. Now go listen to music.